You are welcome once again to this um, devotional. Um, I actually want to encourage one or two people this morning. You are a covenant child. The moment you've surrendered your heart to Jesus, you are a covenant child. You are not a biological accident. And when we say covenant child, that is a strong word because you are now in covenant with the Almighty God. In fact, what Jesus, one of the major things that Jesus did for you and I was to connect us with Abraham's blessings. That was a revolution in my life several years ago, realizing the fact that in Jesus Christ, I have been connected to the blessings of Abraham. I am, I am supposed to walk in the reality of the blessings of Abraham today. That, that liberated me from the thought of poverty, thought of uh, certainty of the future. No, I became more conscious of the fact that I am a carrier of God's blessings. Uh, and you need to be conscious of the fact that if you are saved, you are now part of that covenant. So you, you, we used to sing growing up, Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning, I'm blessed at noon, I'm blessed in the night. Abraham's blessings are yours the moment you are saved. And that blessings is so strong, it's so heavy. You know, for Abraham, when the blessing came upon him, he, the blessings swallowed up um, barrenness. Abraham was barren for many, many decades. But when that blessing came upon Abraham, it swallowed up barrenness and gave him fruitfulness. So that blessing is a force. That blessing is so strong when it's on you, it's able to swallow up some curses. If there's any curse, it will swallow up curses. It will swallow up barrenness. If there's any kind of barrenness, it will swallow up anything that is unfruitful. Abraham that could not deliver a child... For many decades, even when he had entered menopause, when the blessing rested upon him from Genesis 12, he was able to do what he could not do. So the blessings of Abraham upon your life gives you the capacity to perform, capacity to do things that were supposed to be limitations from your natural lineage. The blessings of Abraham makes the difference. And God is committed to the covenant you know, it's a covenant-keeping God. I think it's in Psalms 89. It says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that I've, you know, that I've said. So he has said that you are the seed of Abraham. Let me read from Galatians 3. Galatians 3, verse uh, 26. It says, for you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, whether you are male, whether you are female, you are a carrier of these amazing blessings. He said, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, then you have these blessings. Now look at verse 29, it says, And if ye be Christ... Uh, sorry, I mean, pardon me, I'm reading from King James Version, so in case you're hearing the ye and the D. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. So you are the seed of Abraham in Christ, and God is committed to the seed of Abraham. In fact, in Genesis, God actually vowed, he, he vowed, you know, he made a vow by himself that he's committed to the seed of Abraham. So God is committed to you. When you pray, God responds to you as a covenant-keeping God. When you cry for things in your heart, he responds to you as a covenant-keeping God. But your faith has to be alive. 
And this morning, I want to encourage every, anyone or everyone, if you have lost anything, this covenant provides for restoration. Please receive that this morning. If you have lost anything, this covenant provides replacement. This covenant provides restoration. And most of the time, when God restores you, He's, it's either double fold or seven fold or multiple fold. It will cater for the lost time. It will cater for the lost seasons. That is how buoyant, that is how resourceful our covenant partner is. So I don't know who you are. Maybe you've lost your job, you've lost a pregnancy, or you've lost something. As you open up to this covenant keeping God in worship, in trust, he will make a way. He will restore. Look at this example. Jacob loved his son Joseph so much the other sons were jealous of him and then they connived and wanted to even kill Joseph but the covenant would not allow them kill Joseph they eventually sold Joseph into slavery and then they came to Jacob with his clothes torn and they put some things you know on the clothes to make it look like he was slaughtered by, by wild beasts in the forest or in the wilderness just imagine that and they just imagine Jacob when they told him that this is the clothes of your son, Joseph, your favorite son, your favorite son. And then Joseph, Jacob was crying. Jacob was mourning. I've lost him. Look at how many years Jacob. I mean, I just, I just was feeling for this man. He was mourning and yet God was making a testimony for him. For him, Joseph was dead. But in the covenant, Joseph was being built. Now, at the end of whatever number of years, maybe 13 years, that Joseph that he was mourning has lost, thinking he had lost him, returned to him as the prime minister of the strongest and the greatest nation of that time. Can you imagine the scenario? Something you are crying over, something you are weeping over, something your mind has, your, your, you had closed the case, something you assume that it's gone forever. Returning to you, not as a slave, not as a cripple, not as something beneath, but something above. He had become the prime minister. Apparently, the time that he was shedding tears, in, that he had lost something, he hadn't lost anything. And I learned a major lesson there, that the things you are weeping about today, God of restoration, will always replace it, will always bring it back to you in better fold, in multiple fold, because he's a covenant-keeping God. Heaven and earth belongs to him. Heaven is his, the earth is his footstool. He says the earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof is able to source, you know, is able to source or locate what it takes to get it back to his sons and daughters. He's the covenant-keeping God. It's important that that is strong in your heart. I live by the covenant. I, I believe in God's covenant. When I'm praying to God, when I'm giving my offerings, I'm tithing, is from the perspective of God's covenant with me. Very, very important. Let me, let me show you another example in Genesis 21. You know, God had promised Abraham that he will always respond to his seed. Genesis 21, I think from verse 15. God had already promised Abraham that he will respond to his seed. And then Abraham made a mistake. He had uh, he slept with Hagar, the house, uh, the house slave, and they gave birth to a son called Ishmael. 
Now, Ishmael was not God's perfect plan. was not God's agenda. But you know what? Just because Ishmael came from Abraham's loins, God was committed to that seed. Now, that was not the seed. Isaac was to be the seed. But just because God had promised Abraham that anything that comes from your loins, I have to keep my covenant with you. So God was committed to blessing Ishmael. God was committed. In fact, God had to make Ishmael a great nation because God promised Abraham that your seed will become mighty nation or mighty nations. So something happened when there was crisis in the home and Abraham had to tell Hagar and Ishmael to leave. So he gave, he gave Hagar a bottle of water, you know, because in those days they had to trek through the wilderness and all those stuff. And then something happened. While they were on their journey, the water in the bottle finished. And it was like the end of the road for Hagar. So Hagar put the child at a distance. Hagar went on a, uh, under a particular uh, shrub or tree. As she was crying, she said to herself, I don't want to see the child die in my presence. For her, it was a close case. But remember something. Even Ishmael was from the loins of Abraham. God was committed to keeping him alive. Not just keeping him alive, but God had to still make him great. Imagine God's commitment to the covenant. So let me read to you Genesis 21 verse um, 15. And the water was spent in the bottle. That's the water finished. And she cast the child under one of the shrubs. She put the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off, as it were a bow shot. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him, and she lifted up her voice and wept. She was crying. Apparently, Hagar was crying. He smiled too, of course, a little child under a tree or under a shrub on, a, on, on, it, on itself. The child was also crying. But I, I realized something. God responded to the cry of the child. Look at verse 17. And God heard the voice of the lad, not the voice of Hagar. So when covenant people cry to him by faith, with expectation, God will always respond. I thought God would respond mainly to the voice of the mother. No. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ailed the Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad. Where he is the voice of the covenant? The cry of the covenant is committed to the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. And God heard the voice of the lad. So because of the voice of the Lord, the angel of the Lord called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What elect thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God had heard the voice of the Lord. Where he is? Now look at verse 18. Arise, lift up the Lord and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. God will make you a great nation, a great institution. Whatever sphere of influence you belong, the seeds of greatness are upon you. You are not called to average. You are not destined for little things. You are destined for mighty things because you are the seed of Abraham in Christ. This is Ishmael. He wasn't even the perfect will of God. But God is committed to Isaac and we are of the order of Isaac. God is much more committed to us. If God can respond to Ishmael like this, how much more? Isaac, the child of promise. You are the seed of Abraham after the order of Isaac. I pray against mediocrity. 
I come against little things. I come against smallness. I release grace for greatness. It's already on your inside. So we unfold it by the unfolding mystery and power of the Holy Spirit. The intelligence of God. The favor of God. The mightiness of God. Because of this covenant will cause you to soar. Will cause you to scale heights and break barriers and take over territories in the name of jesus by the power of this covenant whatever had been the barrier on your way they crumble literally this covenant is able to break barriers this covenant is able to take over new territories so every barrier they give way therefore if there be any generational curse or limitation or whatever it is that has held you down so far maybe your past we command, I command the hold of that to be broken in the name of Jesus. You are released into that blessing. You are released into that greatness. So God responded to Ismail. How much more to Isaac? So look at verse 19. Uh, verse 19, Genesis 21, 19. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. Wow! She was crying over a bottle that was spent and finished. But God opened her eyes and provided a well. A well. A well. I pray that the restoration that is coming your way this season, God will open your eyes to see it. I love what that verse says, and God opened our eyes. I pray that God will open your eyes in business, open your eyes in your career, open your eyes as, re as it relates to any part of your destiny, for you to recognize the restoration God has brought your way. She was crying over a bottle of water, but the covenant of God provides restoration when anything is lost, and it comes in a bigger way. As I said earlier, when, I, when Joseph came back to Jacob, he came in a gigantic way. He was the prime minister of Egypt. Now, when God restored Hagar and Ishmael, it was not with bottles of water. It was a well of water. So there is a well God has provided. There are big things God has provided as a restoration. But you see, you've got to see it. Many of these blessings are already around you, merely waiting for you to recognize it. I pray that you will recognize it this season. Oh, this COVID-19 period, it looks like people are losing things, jobs, but covenant people must stand with the covenant and realize that before COVID came, restoration had, become, had, been, had been published in your, on your destiny. Before COVID came, God's covenant had been in existence. So God has already provided your answer, your way forward, your way out. But you got to see it. So I come against destiny blindness, spiritual blindness that keeps people down. You will see the well of water. You will not just survive, you will succeed. You will experience laughter. I can imagine when Jacob saw Joseph in Egypt as the prime minister. The tears of many years, the grief and sorrow of many years suddenly becomes unstoppable joy and laughter. And that will be your experience. Can you go ahead and just make some declarations where you are? And, and if you are listening to me this morning, you don't know Jesus as a Lord and Savior, I want to ask you to surrender your heart to him. He loves you. He paid the price on the cross to, to, to connect you with heaven, to connect you with, with, your, with your creator, with, with, with God. And he broke down the wall of partition. Just accept that he paid the price on your behalf. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. And say, Jesus, come into my heart this morning. Come in today. 
come in to stay. I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I, I, I declare that I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed by his precious blood, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And now I'm a covenant child in the name of Jesus Christ. So go ahead, and for those of us that are already saved, go ahead and make declarations. I'm a covenant child. I experience God's restoration. Oh, what the devil meant for my end will turn out for the best of my testimony in the name of Jesus. I will not dash my steps against a stone. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better every day in every way. I'm getting better every day.